Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Record-breaking box office, an Oscar star is born, and Venom defies the cranky critics. Make Kanye 20, or 2006 again, SNL's Pete Davidson skewers rapper Brett Kavanaugh confirmed to SCOTUS what it means for the Me Too and midterms. Plus, is Melania Trump trolling POTUS again? All this and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for October 7th, 2018. I'm Alina Vision, and now your host of Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapsch. Welcome to a new episode. I what a week! Right. What a week, Alina. Welcome back, Alina. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. We've got so much to talk about as we're, usual. We're getting very political on this um, episode of Meet the Hollywood Press, so I'm just going to give preemptively tell viewers that because what else has gone on this week? I mean, you wouldn't happen to know, would you? <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, I would like to point out that Alina and our guest Meredith, who I'll introduce in a second, wore black because mm-hmm. in 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 in. Um, Solidarity with their sisters for Me Too. Time's up, correct? I I was going to wear black, and I decided let me err on the side of caution, so I'm kind of like a blueberry, a patriotic blueberry right now. I love it. Thank you. I'd rather just, with the last week we had, I just want to err on the side of optimism, which is why I saw Stars Born yesterday, and we'll get to that in a Mm -hmm. second. But let me first introduce my panel. First of all, thank you both for stepping in. Um, at last minute. Normally we book this like week, two weeks in a minute, so thank you both. Meredith Lee, TV blogger extraordinaire. Hi. Welcome, Meredith, to the Meet the thank Hollywood you. Press table. Meredith and I have a little brief history when she was um, uh, interviewing at The Wrap and sent me a little uh, candy bouquet. And now look I, at us here. I, I said there'd be some day that we would work together, yes, and here we go. And an even clever. Exactly. <laughs> Jay Ponty joins us, who is a political strategist and organizer mm-hmm. who me and Jay have, an, again, another uh, interesting history where Jay, years ago, I was ran out of gas <laughs> on Sunset Boulevard in the Palisades, and this um, young gentleman helped me, which, by the way, you don't see that often in, like, no. the Palisades of, like, a BMW that's ran out of gas, because normally, like, it's like, this guy ran out of gas. Yeah. He helped me push my car to the side. It was, um, and then from there... We had, like, started to communicate on Facebook, mm-hmm. and he's very political, and I'm very political with opinions. But we've had some spirited debates mm-hmm. because this guy's really informed, and he actually makes me see as, you know, one progressive uh, view versus another progressive review. It's, mm. like, the kind of dialogue, but it, it remains, I would like to think, respectful at all times. Like, yeah, I think so. Some of the most fierce 
threads that would happen during the Bernie. He was a Bernie, I was a Hillary, and so obviously we know what, what that comes with. But I'm glad you're joining us because there's a lot of political slanted stuff that I think you can add expertise and really talk about the midterms because he's very involved with the – please tell viewers this whole um, – uh, effort that you're working for right now for the vote. Yeah, right now there is a effort called Proxy.Vote. It's uh-huh. an app that was founded by Alex Ebert, who yeah. is a lead singer from a band called Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Yes. I went to high school with him. No way. <laughs> Small, wow. world. Small world. Yeah. Yeah, so Alex and I have known him since Occupy, and, uh, you know, we were involved together at Standing Rock. We did some, you know, organizing around Standing Rock, and yes. if you remember the Jane Fonda uh, bank exit yes, protest, of course, right? of which course, actually yeah. just got featured on her documentary, Jane Fonda in Five Acts. The one that screened cool. at the festival, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, And now it's on HBO. So actually, the last if you see the last sequence of Jane Fonda uh, standing against Wells Fargo for indigenous rights, I organized that protest. Yeah. And so Alex was also involved in that. He created an app called Proxy.Vote, which helps people get connected to their policymakers, vote on policies, and we're also uh, supporting some candidates in the midterm elections who have taken the proxy pledge and basically the app allows people to stay in touch with their policymakers, create transparency that kind of thing. So I'll let you at the end of the show get a little more in depth about that but let's jump into the stories right now. Before we get to all the politics woo! I saw Stars Born (laughs) and I have to give this movie a huge shout out in the beginning. Did you see it yet? I have not. I did the red carpet. I covered the red oh, carpet okay. for VHL. So, okay, so, so did yeah. either of you I see it? Seen it yet. Everything, and by the way, I don't know what critics are saying. I know that they're positive, but we're going to get to that in a second because I've had real gripes about critics this whole weekend on Facebook and social. But Stars Born is everything that you could imagine, just in terms of. Lady Gaga, for me, and this is my opinion, again, um, it's like her Whitney Houston bodyguard moment. You're not the first person I've heard that from. I've heard that from several people. Because it's not just only that she showed that she has acting chops in this and real heart, but the the music is so powerful just itself. Like, I I, I was like a mess during the whole movie, like just crying, like when she just starts singing. Bradley Cooper... Oh, my, they're both like to me, Oscar, 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 Oscar. Right. Um, and all of those live performances were actually shot live. Her singing, it's okay. actual. I was going to ask about that. So when they yeah. had the audiences, was that almost like they put calls out for like actual fans to be able to come hear them? They sing? actually filmed at different festivals. They filmed at Coachella. They you filmed could tell. at yeah, you could Gastonbury, tell. I think it's called. Yeah, so In those okay. were the places that they filmed. So everything was live. I read an article about the guy who did the sound mixing. Yes, he got. Pulled in in the last, like, I think two months of when they were editing, and he was like, It was amazing to, you know, do the sound mixing because her voice, everything sounded just so real. real. Because with normally with, you know, m- movies, they do voiceovers or, you know, the tracks are, it's a backtrack, and you can tell because people over sing, yeah, or whatever, it doesn't have that live that sound. That live sound, yeah. Bradley Cooper's voice, too, in the movie, incredible. Like, yeah. I was just, I was just like, like so taken aback by this because normally when it's like I saw the Oscar campaigns the usual for your consideration right. like can try it maybe this year because with Harvey Weinstein finally this is like the first year where he's mm-hmm. not part of it I'm not working currently like at a trade to really speak but it, it feels like maybe it's less contrived of a campaign season now because of the fact that Stars Born is getting like had got all this early buzz and it actually had legitimate 
sort of like like every journalist that sort of was just seeing it was just like naturally saying what they thought about it and it was just across the board they just all pretty much liked it um, even on uh, Rotten Tomatoes it was something like a 90 something, 92% yeah, or something is, like that's that that's hard to get there yeah and not only that, because this is going to be a good segue for our Kanye Pete Davidson thing about that we're going to talk about. But the the other thing that I said when there's arguments about Stars Born online about like it's not that great, she's not or this isn't that great. I have to say it's it's a, got a deep story about addiction and someone battling and just being in the entertainment industry. With that, it touches and hits a lot of chords for people that are either uh, are those people that have struggled with any of that. And also have been close to people struggling with that. So for me, it was more emotions that were evoked and elicited out of this movie. And I feel like so so rarely nowadays do you truly feel during, at least me, mm-hmm. like really feel during a movie. Anyway, hats off to the filmmakers, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I can't wait to see them. There's um, actually a tweet, Miss Tyra Banks, if we could pull that yes, up. Yes, please do. Agreed with you. She said, a star is born. And to be honest, her star has never shined so bright or far. Lady Gaga is a legend, a powerful female warrior, the truest definition of fierce, and now the star of the screen in 2018. It's amazing. And yeah. I would just like to say, I was with two of my straight buddies seeing Star is Born, and all three of us were crying. So I would just like to say, <laughs> real men cry, people. Real men cry. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so that leads me to Venom. Tom Hardy, Okay. Typical superhero. I'm just. I just want to do a little screed here, and I want to see. Do you guys like read reviews to to inform your decisions on what you're going to go see? Not really. Very I rarely. Kind of, yeah. Do yeah, you go and get a collect? Do you go to Rotten Tomatoes? Either of you? I have before. You do. Okay. Sometimes. How about you? I go to Rotten Tomatoes normally because I go to movies with my husband, and he will not see anything that's like under eighty percent on, yeah, Rotten, on Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah. Because it, but but like he actually just uses that. He does. He looks at because more often than not, that's what our ADD mm-hmm. nation and millennial nation does. They look at the score. They maybe look at a couple quotes, and they're done. It's interesting to me that once again these breathless like reviews and screeds from like you know elitist critics about how Venom was the, and it's like it's not supposed to be a friggin' um, work of art, okay? No. It's a goddamn superhero. Movie. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I get exactly. this is so personal for me because I worked in journalism through the era when newspapers were taking a big hit, and I had to be part of like a team at the LA Times that learned taught that place had to be a 24-7 newsroom. And back then, it was like, journalists were thinking, the internet was a phase, okay? We know where we're at now. It's the same thing with criticism. It's like, here's what I'm going to say. Who Don't waste your time as an editor. Like, I used to, signing invoices on a review, a bad review of a superhero movie, because guess what? I'd rather pay for a news story, because people, everybody's a critic. You're just going to go online and see what everybody thinks anyway. And if you're a movie star, 80% of people said in a survey that Deadline posted, they went because they're Tom Hardy fans. 90% went because they want to see the character brought to screen. Why waste your time talking about what everything that's wrong with the movie when people don't care? They're going to go see it. Just like, guess what I'm doing right after this? Going to see Venom, everybody. (laughs) Going to see it. Keep them horrible reviews coming. Movie Pass for me has taken a lot of the pressure off of that. Yeah. Ah, interesting. I'll go see Movie Pass, and if it's a dud... It's okay. You're just done. Yeah. It's okay. You know? it's so I'll just good. go for that. I'm honestly just go. Like, if the uh, actor I like is in it, I'll go see it. Right. Yeah. Tom Hardy's yeah. up. Yeah. 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 
I'm just like this. I'm like, I don't. Do you think millennials really care what like a curmudgeon film critic that barely can use Twitter and the Twitter and the Facebook says about a movie? No, Mm-mm. they don't. I'm sorry. I, I think they care mostly about their peers, though. I think for that's them, what it's, I, I think right. it's, it's really you. about. Yeah. It's peer to peer, and it's in social media hearing they're, what their peers. Yes, right. they're literally yes. writing for other critics, which I said on social. I was in a big <laughs> like argument about it, like on social, or maybe I was in an argument with myself on a former <laughs> editor's uh, thread. Greg, hey Greg, and um, and it was like I was basically saying like they're writing for other critics, like they're never yeah. writing for themselves. Like, are you actually? Because I'd rather watch. This is what I want to see, and I'm my startup is going to be five people just after they get out of the theater five just average joes right. diverse a girl a guy a different walks of life on a video and tell me what you thought of the movie I'd rather watch that than like a critic against the thing hey this is my brand oh with like the prepared lines oh it's the greatest time you'll ever have it's like no I don't care right and no and nobody else does either because why would Venom have broke records if anyone cared because they looked at the Rotten Tomato score and that didn't uh, deter them. Exactly. Anyway, I'm moving on. I'm on one you today. Said your piece. Yeah, I did say my piece. Um, anyway, let's move on to what we're actually here to talk about. Pete Davidson. Can we just run the clip quickly and then um, and then we'll come back? His reaction to Kanye's speech is Pete Davidson. <laughs> First off, uh, a lot of people thought Che should be the one to talk about Kanye, but we discussed it, you know, because Che's black, but, like, I'm crazy, and we both know which side of Kanye is at the wheel right now. (laughs) So, uh... Off to a good start! Uh, So, speaking strictly for myself, uh, what Kanye said after he went off the air last week was one of the worst, like, most awkward things I've ever seen here. And I've seen Chevy Chase speak to an intern. <laughs> and we all had to stand behind him. And here's what it looked like. So, like... That me. I'm, like, on the left. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and then I'm like, I want a career, so I leave. <laughs> uh, necessary. Um, so Kanye was wearing a MAGA hat. Uh... That's what it's called. It's stupid. Uh, yeah. And he started by saying people backstage tried to bully him into not wearing it. He wore it all week. Uh, like, nobody told him not to wear it. Okay, we like, can come I back from I that. Um, just wanted to give you guys a taste. So he continues on about how Kanye, he basically says, this is where I think it's, um, for me, got me. Like Connie saying, "This is me off the meds," and it's like, "This is the real me." And and then Pete Davidson is basically like, "If a if a pilot was was saying, um, okay, if a pilot was saying, sorry, <laughs> sorry, if if a pilot was saying, I sorry, I lost my train of thought. If a pilot was saying, oh, I'm off the meds, and you're about to get on a plane, would you be like, oh, it's the real me? You'd be like, get me the hell out yeah, of here. So off. Pete Davidson's point was he's also battles whatever issues he's he has. He's like, yes, takes the meds. I it's, guess actually borderline personality disorder. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. got it. Okay. So he's trying to say that, like, and I agree, we said, okay, I would just like to say, pat ourselves, last week we were talking about the Kanye stuff, and I said he's making a mockery out of mental illness because it's making people think yeah. that this is how, no, right. If you're, like, going to proper therapy and you're going to proper support and you're taking your medication, you can function like 
a healthy human being. So Kanye is not only like pissing everybody off from like just with all of the crossing like with all the racial undertones about supporting Trump and everything else that he's doing and all the slavery. He's also making a mockery and that's why you can yeah. speak to this because you've worked with I've worked with kids who have special needs and I've worked yes. from the most severe to the you know most mild I've had experiences where I've been kicked in the chest and hair pulled. I mean yeah but you still it's not a hall pass you know even yeah. if you get injured while working if a kid explodes you still need to, to yeah. talk about it afterwards so it's just not what's your feeling when you watched um kanye do that speech because obviously you're you're progressive you're very well, liberal and... i mean it's it's difficult because i just hearing that borderline was the diagnosis mm-hmm. borderline is really tough because the affect of borderline is that it it's it makes it almost impossible for them to self-reflect what is that? Oh, Con- no, Pete no, no. Davidson. Pete Davidson. Oh, Pete Davidson's Kanye's yeah. bipolar. So Kanye's yeah. bipolar. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, in terms, it's difficult yeah. to stigmatize mental illness. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's a difficult conversation. Also, not being a person of color, I'd be shy to weigh in on that a little bit. Yeah, I will no, just I say that, that I can see how Kanye gravitates. I would say probably there's some. I'm not. I'm not going to give an armchair diagnosis, but he clear, no. classically seems like a narcissist. Yes. I can see why he would yeah. resonate with Donald Trump, who is a classic narcissist. And what do we know? When you say outrageous things, you get attention. Yeah, people right. like attention. And it, now it seems that the more attention, the more ocup- oxygen you can take up in the national media, the more the bigger your brand gets, either negative or positive. What I really liked about Pete Davidson. Um, his whole thing on this though how measured and like he did it with a smile calmly right. it had f- comedy he was like self-deprecating the fact like look when I went off my meds I bit my mom but I bought her a house don't worry I took care of it but right. his point was being it was powerful to me um, I love Pete Davidson by the way even before me we too. love him more with the Ariana Grande <laughs> engagement but he was always funny I'm glad they're giving him more of a showcase but it just hit on so many points for like he said also Kanye, and I and I agree. Kanye's a genius, yes, a musical, musical. genius. I want people to start qualifying that because I love when people are like, he's a genius. Kanye's a genius. It's like a mm, musical yeah. genius. And he goes, <laughs> his reference in it was like, Joey Chestnut is a hot dog eating genius, but I don't want to hear political opinions from a hot dog eating we genius. All, yeah. We all participate in the culture, though. Yeah, I mean, we've, exactly. right, we've created, I mean, the Donald Trump is part, well, a big part of the reason Donald Trump is president because. The major networks give him three billion dollars in free advertising. In free advertising. So have you seen yes. um, Michael Moore's new movie, Eleven uh, Nine Fahrenheit? Eleven Nine. We talked about it a couple weeks. I didn't. Uh, amazing. It yeah. Amazing. So he I heard it's scary though that. that you're going to be like I'm going to be crawled up in a ball when I, think, I get home. I think from it was it. overwhelmingly positive because it shows how the millennials are getting into the game. It shows people are getting together. It shows the the uh, march for our lives. How the yeah. You know, how powerful the you know kids using technology and social media is. is. Right. And, you know, the Me Too movement has been a force of changing culture. So, I'm personally... Except for when it comes to the Senate chamber. Yeah. Well, it's not an overnight... We, You know, if you have a, a Republican president, a Republican Senate, a Republican Congress, most likely you're going to get the nomination is going to go through. Yeah. Except for, you know, Joe Manchin. 
Yeah, and I think that we're not. No one, no one wants to talk about Joe Manchin. It's like, yeah, you know, no one wants to talk about that. So I want to talk about him. We'll get to it in a second. Right. Okay, right. We'll just be, let me wrap this up. Are we good on Pete Davidson? Yeah, I mean, for for me, I was really happy to see him openly talk about his mental illness. Me too. And because I think it does need to be destigmatized. A lot of people don't go and get the help that they need because they think, you know, I don't want to be that quote unquote crazy person. Um, and Kanye, it's clear that he's off his meds. Yes. And a lot of people who are going through treatment go on and off their meds. It's very common. Yeah. But they also need to have people around them that are supportive that will try to get them back on their meds. And I feel like because Kanye has such a big microphone and because he is who he is, unfortunately, when he does go off his meds, yeah. he's like, I'm going to go to TMZ. And it's really hard to stop him from doing that. You can't that. stop him. And there's him. people out there who take advantage of that, i.e. Trump, Candace Owens. Yeah. Like, it, those are the people that he does not need around him at that time because they're using his voice when he's, you know, she, ill. To, uh, she's, yeah. like, his biggest... Um, she instigates every time... Like, were you, you weren't here last week. It's funny you right. brought her up because she was the one that was quote-tweeting all his stuff. Exactly. And, like, she was almost, like, giving it, like, um, credibility. Because, right. you know, like, she's not, like, she's a smart girl. Like, whether I disagree or agree with her politics and platform, she's a smart woman. Right. You know? And so it's like she was giving it credibility. And I was like, this stuff that you're giving credibility is crazy. Right. It's- you shouldn't be taken advantage of somebody who's ill. Well, the interesting period. thing about this whole mental illness thing, too, and it's like anyone who had worked with me in the past would know this because it's like it's now all in fashion to say that you battle mental illness. It's like I take medications for certain conditions and things like that, and I've always been open about it to people that are in the circle. I don't want right. to be like the person jumping on the bandwagon, but it's like Pete's absolutely right. Take the meds, Kanye. Right. Take them. There's no shame because it's like, first of all, it's extremely dangerous because the kind of like mental illness drugs that people take if you're off them for like a mountain right. your you can brain act, your goes brain backwards. is so like it's not right. like you can't yeah. just cold turkey like stop no. things like that it's like extremely dangerous there's even side effects where people have like committed suicide in those kind of states right. from like stopping meds that are like very anyway yeah. we could talk about this i'm not a doctor you're not we're not right. i'm not i'm yeah, trying I'm to not. diagnose but Thanks. i loved pete if anyone hasn't watched it that's watching our show check out um, Pete Davidson's like he eviscerated him with a smile on his face right. and intelligently, I, yeah, but with also that. kindness. Right. Saying, I agree with everyone that just because Kanye has a mental illness, it doesn't give him the go ahead or the green light to yeah, say what he's no, saying. No, not Absolutely. at all. I mean, it's it's just, like just in fact because we can't can't have the world adapt to you. You have your own issues, and then you have to figure out how to adapt to the rest to of the, the rest world. of the world. Right. It's just too. Yeah. All right. Moving on from that. So let's talk about this whole Brett Kavanaugh as we continue our po- political um, uh, discussion here. You can hear a collective. Oh, God. <laughs> well, My the soul thing, is mourning. The funny thing is, like, that's why I headed to the movies on a matinee yesterday because mm-hmm. I just knew that it was going to come down after all of the last two weeks of everything. I had said this from the start. I'm like, he's going to get confirmed. There's no question about that in my mind at all. But it was just, you want to hope, you want to have that glimmer of hope that maybe someone's going to come through. Um, so let me start with this. Do you think Susan Collins is more hated than Betsy DeVos on Twitter right now? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think that it's, uh, I think there are more productive conversations, you know, because yes. I think we get, we get hyped in the moment we get sucked into yes. these conversations they're not productive no you know, I know. and meanwhile you know she's a republican is yeah. it a shock that she's gonna right. vote with her party it's it to me it's not that shocking 
you know, for me, I think looking at Joe Manchin, that yeah. that to me, I feel that that would cause a lot more backlash. You know, to the me. only thing I could put together with Joe Manchin totally being a sellout to the Democratic Party in this case is um, there's some kind of back room deal that was cut that he's going to get something, Probably. some that's poor barrel seen. spending that he's going to get for his district that's just going to make him more po- I don't know, but I, right. I, I, I feel like we went into that without any like background context. for um, context for uh, our listeners and viewers so obviously Brett Kavanaugh if you've been living under a rock got <laughs> uh, confirmed to the um, Supreme Court after two weeks of Multiple allegations, Dr. Ford uh, testifying before um, Senate on her allegations and then multiple subsequent allegations. But And then Brett, a very angry Brett Kavanaugh coming to testify himself, make his case, and then was parodied a week later, mm-hmm. parodied that week by Matt Damon, which basically looked like the same thing, just a heightened sense of it, which was scary into itself. So then he wrote, he finally, the night before, wrote a Wall Street Journal Op-ed again that was appealing directly to who he needed to appeal to, mm-hmm. and this led us to Susan Collins, which was so crazy too. Like Susan Collins, who was one of the three or four um, critical votes that could swing it either way, mm-hmm. um, had voted on was it Friday that we were when they were voting for the first mm-hmm. procedural vote, and she had voted yes, it should move to the next stage, and then I'll be making an announcement at three p.m. It's just like right. okay, so it's we like had sweeps a, week, right? Yeah, exactly. It was so organized, like political theater, kabuki theater at that. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, th- that whole thing. How long was that speech? Because I feel like it was longer than a state it was of an a hour. union I think address. It was fifty minutes. It was really long. long. What were you most alarmed about in the speech? Because I know what I am, but I want to hear. Like, pick, pick, pick me, like, two pieces of her speech that was most alarming. You see, I, I keep a different mindset around okay. all of this. I don't take the bait because yeah. I stay focused on organizing. I organize locally, yes. on the statewide, nationally. <laughs> I try to stay f- – for me, you know, we get on these big – Roller coaster rides, yes. emo- mentally and emotionally. No, and my ability to make change is dependent upon my mindset. You know, yes. so I stay focused on what I can influence. But you watched it. I don't. I didn't watch it that much. No, but it, pieces it of it. Like yeah, that you it, honestly, on it doesn't. I don't. Yeah, it does. I don't have any control over that. Yeah, you know, I don't have any control over over that. So it's uh, largely it's theater. A lot of it's yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah. And that was if you theater. understand that that this is what's happening behind closed doors really what it comes down to is as citizens we get to we get to bring in progressive candidates who are going to represent the people period that's what the whole thing is about so you're just saying like the way that you make it through as a progressive um is that you just keep working at changing the people in power to make these decisions yeah and also i think there are a lot of our allies who for the first time, I think people got a shock that we have uh, allies in Washington, people coming down from New York, Bob Bland from the Women's March, you know, Winnie Wong from uh, People for Bernie, Linda Sassar. You know, th- they brought a lot of women in, and they were shutting it down. And I think for the first time uh, in, a, in my lifetime, yeah. I remember you would never see that type of thing happening on the national stage in politics, a, a Supreme Court you know, nominee yeah. getting protested by yeah. people putting their bodies on the line and actually getting carried out in handcuffs. The I end. mean, that's to me that is remarkable. This it, is it was amazing to see. It I is amazing it to see, but it but it it's both amazing to see. But then you think back to like 
didn't we make this progress? Wasn't this progress supposed to have been made like a hundred years? Like right. it feels like we're regressing in so many ways. Especially like, from Anita Hill now to Dr. Ford. Oh we my, went yeah. backwards. backwards. I, I'm sorry, do you, if it, do you want to do Go ahead. No, I was agreeing with that. Is that it does feel like we've gone backwards, backwards. in terms of, and it just feels with the Susan Collins thing that we sort of. Well, let me tell you what was most alarming for me, because since you you can't speak to it, I will. Yeah. She said within that speech. Okay, I, I, for a second there, I, there was measured pieces where she did have a very um, laid out case as to what where she arrived at this decision and why. Right. She said something though that then she lost me. She was saying about how she, if anything, this opened up a national dialogue so that we can talk, you know, like talk about sexual because she had no idea that it was this. Right. Where have you As been living, woman, lady? You As should a know. woman, you acted like this is like shocking to you. Yeah. Like, it is and an then epidemic. I was like, I'm done. D- canceled. I was like, yeah. canceled. As soon yeah. as I said that, I was like, done. I literally was listening to her, and I was kind of like, okay, I see where she's saying. Okay, she had the information. She couldn't, she had to base it on this, and there wasn't substantiation, which, by the way, a Republican says there's no substantiation, and a Democrat says, so it's like, we don't even, I want to see the goddamn report ourselves. Like, they still haven't released that. Anyway, you can tell I'm getting heightened, so. <laughs> you have feelings. Let's bring it back. Yeah, all sorts of feelings. Bring it back around. Well, it's, an, it's an important topic because of you, one of the fundamental changes in our democracy yeah. has been social media. And mm-hmm. the algorithms in Facebook put us into what are called echo chambers. So you only have yeah. people who think exactly like you yeah. talking to yeah. each other and sharing. Which know, is a crazy, lot of too. News. I don't want to only talk about politics with people that agree. Right. That's why yeah. I have. You and I have disagreements about the you know, like the democratic side. You like I I want to hear from people that do have different opinions. I, but the only thing I ask is that they come from an informed place, right? You know, like yeah. don't just come Not from the, the place of chamber. I only watch Fox News and Breitbart, and then I'm going to argue with you. Listen, I, I I have to look at it all. Do I enjoy one more than the other? Yes, I'm a journalist that's going to say absolutely. Journalists mm-hmm. have opinions in their brain, but the but but the journalist can maintain objectivity yeah. when they're questions that they're being asked are presenting both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. That's where, you know, it's like, I love it how it's like, yeah, it's no secret that you can watch CNN and think, sure, in their innermost thoughts, are they more left-leaning? Hands yeah. down, in my opinion, right? But they're still asking the questions that present right. both sides of a story. It's only when you stop asking the questions that present both sides of the story that then you're a partial, you're a partisan journalist, you know? Mm-hmm. We all have affiliations. We're just not supposed to say them if yeah. you're a journalist. Well, it's like the whole thing with the echo chamber, it's what I've noticed. It's yeah. really only one opinion counts. Yeah. And then if you think anything differently, right. then suddenly you're just... It, it's know, not so story. much... Yeah, it's. I think you're saying more about like the Twitter social media yeah. Mob. Yeah, it is like we have gotten to this point where it's like I don't I know everyone's gonna have different opinions, but not if it's at the detriment where people are being hurt. You know, you can't have an opinion that's like I have this opinion and this is gonna hurt half of America, you know, in ways like when we had the ki- kids at the border and stuff right. like that. It's like, you don't get to have an opinion and justify oh, something. We still, we still have those kids. I yeah. know. Yeah, it's still going on. Ugh. Yeah, it, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the reason you and I still have a relationship is yeah. because you know, I work hard to be open, you yes. know, and I say, well, listen, my, my opinion is informed. You know, I have a lot of people who are kind of on the outside and maybe watch CNN and that's where their, their focus are coming. And I was like, I, you know, I was actually at the Democratic Platform Committee. I know the people who are involved, yeah. you know, so that's where my opinion is coming from. But I really, 
I'm open to hearing a better argument. Yeah, no, and so, exactly. And, I, and I, I think where it falls off with all of us, whether it's Kanye or everything else, our first inclination is to say, you're wrong. You're wrong. And, no, I know. You know Everybody that, wants. You're wrong, and people hate to be made wrong, even if they are wrong. Oh, you know? I agree. Yeah. And so, uh, like, in our country... You know, it's it's punitive justice versus retributive ju- um, versus transformative justice. Yes, and this is why we have more prisoners in our yeah. society than anywhere else on the planet because you're wrong, and we're going to punish you yeah. instead of asking questions. So what happens is we we take sides, yeah. and then there's no dialogue. You know, I'm with my tribe, you're with your tribe, and there's no there's no conversation. There's no common right. sense conversation. It's yeah. disappeared yeah. in our nation. How long do you guys think this is going to go on for? I was actually having this conversation with my dad how America has become so tribal. And what is the what is the answer to it? You I know? think it's going to be a while. I think I it's going to be a while. And I know. also I hate to be the bear, like the skunk at the garden party, as I like to say. <laughs> I believe Trump is going to get, if, if the Democratic side does not come to a... Um, a conclusion of yeah. like where their breads, but like who are you all supporting? Whether you're further left than this Democrat or you're more center, you all. If, if the Democrats do not unite soon, and we have this whole thing with, um, with like we had with Bernie and Hillary, right. Trump will get four more years unless Mueller has goods. Yeah, li- Mueller I mean, lit- uh, is literally the only like the only like uh, red herring left now that could like because you got Kavanaugh that's done right so the only thing left now I mean the New York Times uh, investigation of his taxes where he you know 413 uh, million allegedly you know whatever that's a huge story and it got got buried buried by Brett Kavanaugh which I mean it's a great point and I would say to that to that point really there are two conversations one is are we going to keep listening to the party bosses who select their candidates in the Hamptons behind closed doors and yeah. they, you know, they, they cut out the grassroots? There is a – what we proved in 2016, whether you're for them or against them or didn't care, yeah. is that uh, the grassroots raised more money yeah. in small-dollar donations than – it crushed Obama's fundraising. Yeah. And that has never happened before. Yeah. And so I think what is important is to realize that – this old model of I'm just going to trust who the party delivers and then, you know, they're going to do a good job. That's over. Yeah, and, no. and that's clear. Like Trump read the writing on the wall. Yes. He, I mean, of course, like his followers are are like literally subscribing to a different reality. Right. But this, this is like <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Whether I love you like her. her love that's her. the love that's her. the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. Okay. It, the grassroots. But- like she reached out to the the largest voting block are no party preference people who are not yeah. voting. That's the largest voting, voting block in block, America. Yeah. So and again, like the Democrats have lost them over the years. Yeah. You know, by, by not you can't just. Well, be they're not talking Trump. about the right issues always to you reach know, what, those people. Like it's it's one side takes abortion, one side takes guns, and then you pick your side. Yeah. And that's not what people care about. They care about their jobs. They care about their kids. How am I going to put my kids through college? You know, I can't afford health care. And that's it. Just in terms of like when you were saying about the the interesting thing was with this Susan Collins speech, Hollywood was mobilizing. Do you have any of those yes, tweets? I do. To they bring were, it back, because you're to talking Hollywood. about the money and the grassroots. Well. Maine's going to have so much Hollywood money for yes. into it. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, so speaking of that, yes. actually, right when Susan Collins was making her speech on the Senate floor, uh, there was a crowd pack that was, you know, raising money for her 2020 um, 
the person who was going to go against her, the Democratic nominee, go against her. Uh, somebody put out a tweet. Jen Paskey put out a tweet. Says, "Who wants to run?" And this is uh, for Susan Rice for the, uh, Juliet. Jen Paskey vote. was the former communications director under Obama, or right. one of them, or something. Like that. Who yeah. wants to run for Senate in Maine? There will be an army of supporters with you. And Susan Rice, the former UN ambassador, said, "Me." Now <laughs> that crowd pack um, site actually crashed because so many people were trying to donate during that. <laughs> Time and you couldn't donate for a few hours afterwards. Yeah. But now it's up to over $3 million. Um, bringing it back to Hollywood, Alyssa Milano, who was, you know, very, very, very prevalent act- during yeah. uh, this whole Kavanaugh situation, she tweeted out, don't let this performance fool you. If Senator Collins believed in Me Too, she would have opened the door when I was in her office to hear stories of constituent survivors. Mm-hmm. So true. Another one in Hollywood is Ellen DeGeneres, which we love Ellen. She tweeted, this tweet is for Dr. Ford. You put yourself through so much, I want you to know it wasn't in vain. You started a movement, and we'll see it through. If they won't listen to our voices, then they'll listen to our vote. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah, Hollywood is like really, really enraged. People are really enraged. People aren't going to shove it down. No. I'm letting it marinate. Yeah. I'm letting it sizzle. Mm-hmm. I'm donating. I've signed up to volunteer to Canvas. Yeah. And then I'm voting. I hear you. <laughs> and I'm trying to err on the side of zen and optimism, hence why I my first inclination was to join you with the black. <laughs> and I go, let me try to well, let's just play stay out. Yeah, That's why yeah, I went to course, see a movie. Yesterday, I, my, my instinct was like, stay home and like stay glued to the TV when he gets confirmed. Like, why? To stew in my own right, yeah. frustration. So I went and saw Stars Born, and exactly. it was the best thing. Anyway... This is just, I really uh, want to thank you both for coming by and give you just a quick second to, um, Jay, um, if there's anything about the, the platform that you're working with, the app. Yeah, right now. I thought that was really interesting. Where the, where can they find it? Yeah, first off, you can go to you can go into both stores. Okay. Um, you can go into either Mac or Android. Download Proxy Vote. Proxy um, Vote. Or go okay. to proxy.vote on proxy. Proxy.vote. Okay. And essentially, it's a, a way for you to create a profile, see how you match up with your candidates, how yes. you match up with your policymakers. And right now, we have uh, four candidates: uh, Clark Tucker in Arkansas. Uh, Kara Eastman in Nebraska, who's amazing. Yeah. These are really solid challengers. Katie Hill in our own 20, uh, District 25. Okay. If you're in California, go out and... That's and, who I'm canvassing. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get rid of uh, Steve Knight. Yeah. Um, and uh, Julia Peacock. Um, okay. So you can download those. Download the app. You can, and then you proxy. can also email jay at proxy.vote. I can help get you plugged in. Perfect. So that's that's what's going on. Meredith on social at Meredith. At uh, Twitter is Marilee727. Perfect. And same with Instagram. They're both sure. the same. Check her out there and for her musings on TV and entertainment. You can also go to Climate Hawks Vote. If you want to find what candidates they they really pick legitimate challengers yeah so that we can get some real progressives in say there. it again climate hawks vote you can look that one up and okay. also i'm uh, i have a book coming out in uh, in a couple months that if you Congrats. want to learn more about how to it's called the political revolutionaries handbook oh. where are you on social they can find all this out at jay ponte on most of the platforms perfect yeah. Jay, thank you. Okay. Alina, can you tell everybody where to find us? I know, absolutely. <laughs> Listen to more of us. Watch more of us. You can find us Review at... Review us, exactly. please. Oh, my no. God. I have 
at least a hundred. I'm sorry. It's again, okay. <laughs> I have like hundreds of emails, texts, and phone calls where it's like, "Love your show, love it because this." Please go on to iTunes and yes. write that. It takes like two seconds and rate us, please. iTunes or YouTube, we love the comments. Yes, we'll take it anywhere. We'll like, you know, <laughs> like it. <laughs> exactly. So you guys can find us on Afterbuzz TV YouTube. Subscribe to us uh, on Apple Podcasts at MTHP. You know, rate, give reviews. Yes. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Meet the Hollywood Press and on Twitter at Meet the HWD Press. And I'd like to thank everybody for bearing with us as we veer. We took a complete left turn <laughs> into politics today and come back the next two weeks. We've got some special, uh, I've got some special reunions with some big journalists um, from Business Insider and also Variety. So stay tuned for that. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. We'll see you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.